thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the first episode, returning episode of... I'm going to start this again because that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to stay completely silent as well. Oh, that was... I, why did I say returning episode? We, we're not... This is new, technically. <laughs> I'm going to try that just one more time. You do like refurbished or re... I don't know. What is that? What, reborn. Reborn. Re, yeah, rebooted. Reboot, Everything's rebooted. being rebooted. Yeah. Yeah, rebooted. Um, you know what? F it. Let's just go as. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll, okay. <sighs> just reset. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the rebooted, rebirthed, brand new episode of Burly. Bears. And a teat. Teat! <laughs> I am your host, JT, and of course I'm joined by the ever-lovely co-host, the big bird himself, Adam Burley. Burley, say hello to everyone. How you doing? Hello, everyone. How you doing? Oh, I see how that works. Yeah. <laughs> We're off and running. <laughs> the most immature uh, response there. Sorry. <laughs> We've set, the, we've set the tone for everything that's to follow, so we're all good, yeah. man. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so we have, uh, we the origins of our show here, we used to do a video podcast in Burley Studios, which is basically just his kitchen. Um, and we used to do this... Uh, Still when... open for business if anyone wants to hire it out. You know. <laughs> yeah, with an oven. It's really... Has, uh, relatively good acoustics. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really well kitted out. Um, we've, uh, we did this uh, many, many years ago now with a... a Adam's brother Jason, with uh, our mutual friend Johnny Wilson. Uh, we used to do these podcasts for my YouTube channel that were just mainly game-centric. Uh, one of the shows we did was this little spin-off show called Burley and Teat, and we've decided, you know, given everything that's going on in the world right now, all the madness of this lockdown, we thought it would be a great excuse to bring back our conversations under the Sun Dribble banner and revive Burley and Teat. Uh, so I long, think long, long overdue, long overdue, long overdue. Very much so. I agree. Burley, what is going on with you right now? Obviously you are at home. I know you are like many, many millions of people in the country. You have been furloughed. Furloughed day one, my friend. Right. Almost immediately, almost immediately as I work, uh, support the, uh, the, the cinema movie industry. That was one of the first industries to, to get hit basically. Of so course. Uh, there was no work for me to do, so I got furloughed. Right. Uh, so it was like three weeks ago now, week three. Oh. <laughs> That's a, that could be just a soundbite of you just yeah. sighing. Oh, do you know, another nine weeks to go. Because uh, I'm also a, 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 a vulnerable person in society due to some medication that I take, so I've been told right. by the government, 12 weeks at home. I'm on week, entering the fourth week, and uh, I can't see how I'm going to survive. Uh, <laughs> Why is that, though? Like, what's the uh, thing? What's tricky? Well, the biggest challenge is being in close quarters with uh, you know, my beautiful and lovely little daughter, who is two, going on three very soon. Probably going to turn three during this lockdown, if, in all fairness. <laughs> but uh, my wife still working, but working from home. So I am a full-time dad, uh, something that I'm just not used to. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be tricky, though, is like finding those things to keep Drew engaged, right? To keep her uh, interested and excited and not making you want to tear your hair out. 
Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I tend to uh, not do a very good job, if I'll be honest with you. I tend to uh, <laughs> Don't lose yourself my... short. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? It, it, the day, this is how my day starts. So at some point between half four and half five, I'm usually being kicked in the face or having some sort of drink spilled on me. Uh, well, that's Gemma. It... <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> There's a Drew's in the bed, she's kicking. So I think the other day, I think I woke up, I couldn't move my feet because the dog was laying on me. Then there was a Drew kicking me in the back of the head, and then she asked for a drink and spilled it all over me. And this <laughs> is like quarter past five in the morning, and I'm, oh, I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm not a morning person, but that really got me off on the wrong side. You know, like the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. Um. That you know, that was it. And it sets the tone of the day, if I'm brutally honest. Yeah, of course, it sets the bar, right? Because if that's how your day's <sighs> begun, that's tough. It, it gets to like 10 a.m. and I'm exhausted. I'm like, what's the time? Like, I think the other day, I think, oh, what did I do? I got up with her, gave her breakfast, did all these things. And then I was like, right, God, went outside in the garden and played, went upstairs into her bedroom, made a fort, then came downstairs, did a bit of painting and whatever. And I was like, oh, it's got to be at least lunchtime now. And I can kill an hour with like a bit of lunch and you know put it down in front of the telly for a bit. It was it was nine fifty five in the morning, and I was like, I'm, I was done. I was all, I'm, I can't <laughs> see how I'm going to get to like seven o'clock this evening, half seven. Uh, but you just have to keep going. All I can say is thank God for Disney Plus. Absolutely, you know, a yeah. A, a bit of a bit of free advertising there, but. Yeah, you know, but then you think you you got to police yourself to not put her in front of Disney Plus too much. Be like, well, let's go do some activities, go for your daily exercise. But you can't go to the park. You can go in the park to walk around it, but you can't go into the swings, which is like, Daddy, can I go on the swing? No, you can't go on the swings. You can't touch that. No fun. Can't can't do that. You can't. I want to. There's a stick on the floor. Can't pick that up. Can't like. You're just like, oh, don't touch. Don't do this. Disinfect when you get into the house. Clean a room. She destroys the room. Like. So I thought while I'm at home, I'd be productive. Sure. Uh, you know, set, set a few tasks to do. And one of them was to just paint the hallway. You know, it's a bit, you know, dog comes in, Drew comes in with a dirty hands, touching walls and all sorts. So I thought, wipe it down, give it a little bit of lick of paint, make it look fresh. Got the time. Yeah, this is something uh, that a lot of people have been saying is that because because of them being either in self-isolation or they're furloughed or they're just working from home or being a full-time parent, they're finding these things that perhaps they would normally put off or just not have time for. These are, these are things that, you know, it's like, do I have fun or do I paint the hallway? And it's always, oh, I have fun. But sure. now it's like, I'll paint the, I've got the paint, spare paint in the shed or whatever, and I've got paint brushes and rollers. It doesn't cost me anything. Boom. Paint the walls, looks lovely. The following day, put a bit of sun cream on Drew before we go out for our daily exercise. What does she do on the way out? Touch the walls with the sun cream hands. <laughs> and the oils just that you can't wipe them off. So I've just got more handprints back on the wall. Within what within 48 hours of me painting the hallway, you can't tell I did it. Oh no, Burley. Oh. That is rough, dude. <laughs> that's no good. Because that's something too, is I think I, I know that. I wanted to ask you about this because I'm I'm so I'm not like a napper at all. I don't nap during the day. I think because I'm I'm often doing stuff that's either I'm either writing a script or I'm working on some uh, content for uh, the websites that I write for that I often because I'm so or I'm doing this, I'm podcasting. So because I'm often doing creative things, my brain is always um you know firing on all cylinders so typically i don't nap but because my routine has kind of been thrown out of whack because i'm at home so often i found myself like 
I'm having that temptation to do that. And is that something where you were, were you a napper before this started or is that now come into play as like a stamina thing? Because you've had to... Have you still got cameras in my house? Are you still watching me? Because... Like literally three <laughs> days ago. Hold on, no, don't start that rumor. No, <laughs> because I, like you, I don't nap. No. I, I find it really difficult, and it usually like, and if, I'll then wake up pissed off. It doesn't. Yes, I, it I'm never. Pissed. It's never good. I never have. The, whenever no. I have napped, it's always underwhelming. I'm always. Yeah, I yeah. always wake up feeling worse than when I went to sleep. I'm like, I'm like, why did I do that? I just ruined yeah. my day. Absolutely. Uh, and, and as per the earlier on the conversation, you know, in the mornings, I'm terrible. You know, I'm just like, oh, get out of my face. I need to have a coffee. I need like an hour yeah. to myself, my own space. Because normally when I, in the week when I go to work, I get up, I'm like, oh, oh. and then I go to work and I'm on the bus or on the train or whatever, headphones on, defrag. Yeah. By the time you get to work, you're human. Yeah. Yeah. So you evolved the other, by that point. Yeah. The other day, I don't know what was going on. I think just... I was trying to entertain Drew, you know, let's, let's do some, let's make some pictures or whatever. And I set like, this, this is why most parents will relate to this. You spend about 15 minutes setting something up for them to do. They spend about two and a half minutes doing it. And then you've got about 45 minutes of cleaning up. The ratio yeah. of like setting up time to yeah. time to clean is never reasonable. Is it? Oh, like, no, it's no, never no. fair. It's just disproportionate. So anyway, I did this and then she's like, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore, dad. And I'm just like, Oh, and it just got me one of those moments <laughs> of just like, oh, I think it was on Friday, so Gemma wasn't working, so it was a bank holiday, and I just went, rather than like blowing my lid, I just walked out the room, I went upstairs, and I laid down on the bed, and I thought, my first intention was to put the TV on in my bedroom, and I thought, no, nah, I don't want to watch TV, and I just laid there, and then about an hour and a half later, Gemma just shakes me awake. <laughs> <laughs> i just fell asleep on my bed oh no this is what's <laughs> happening to us dude because i i haven't succumbed yet i have i've managed to to prevent myself from like from being drawn in by the the call of the nap but at the same time i've done some really weird like going to bed at 3 a.m finishes because my brain's wired and i can't sleep i'm like the other end of the spectrum i can't yeah. knock myself out I, i've been tempted with a bit of that but then i yeah. know if i went to bed at like one two three in the morning uh, about two or three hours later, I'll be woken up by being kicked in the head by a uh, two-year-old. Yeah, of so course, the cycle, like... cycle begins again. And then I think, oh, yeah, then I don't really want to go to prison because I've killed my daughter. So then I, <laughs> I, just go, I go to bed at a reasonable hour. But I have contemplated just going, oh, true, shall we? By killing time in the day, because let's be honest, it's hard work. I'm so glad that's like, where that sentence was going, because I have contemplated killing my no, daughter. Well, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. <laughs> But I have contemplated the whole, oh, shall we, shall we end up trying to trick her into having a nap together so then you can kill an hour? Because right. the other day I was like, it made the rest of the day go a bit quicker, actually. Because I was like, oh, there's an hour and a half that I just killed. And I just thought, hmm, this could be an idea. This, yeah, because, sneaky you know, parenting. Sneaky. Yeah, like, because she she's past the point now where she, like, when they're little, it's like, oh, they have, like, three or four naps a day, like, two to three hours. And then they have like two naps a day at like two hours. Then it's like one nap that used to be maybe like two and a half hours that then slowly shrinks down to 10 minutes. And now she's at the point where I don't want to nap. I want to be awake. But that means she's an <laughs> arsehole for like the last third of the day. So and then you've got to contend with that. And that just winds you up because normally I'm a pretty chill guy. 
I confess, you know, I'm laid back. I don't really get angry, but my God, do I get angry at the minute. You found like, yeah, that's really interesting then because have you found like your fuse getting shorter just because of, oh, just because yeah. of a lack of sleep or because, you know, your day's starting so early. Being stuck in close quarters and like the irritable little things that just never used to bother you before, but bother you more. Do you, think that's, do you think that's because if you had those little things that would irritate you but not as much it was because you had removal from it like you knew that you were oh, either yeah. gonna you're gonna go yeah, to work yeah. and you've got your monday to friday routine my, my, my days used to be very varied like you know i'd be like maybe i work from home one or two days a week but then uh, there'd be like three days a week where i'd be in like london or in other parts of the country or doing other things and you come home and then you've got like a couple of hours like an hour or so with a little one do that mad bedtime but it's fine then you get like a couple of hours to like relax and do your like routine in a week of watching certain shows on you know Netflix or whatever. And then you get to the weekend and then you're like, well, let's go out, let's do this at the weekend. Sometimes it's just going to a coffee shop and having a coffee, you know. And then we're like, oh, we're finished at the coffee shop, let's go walk the dog, go to the woods. Or you might go, oh, we need to pop into town and get some. And you break your weekend up into all these little miniature segments, you know. Yeah. And then you appreciate the time in. So then you're like, oh, we're in now, let's. Let's do all these things. And but at the minute it's just the same thing all the time. And it's very easy to fall into like little traps of doing the same small things over and over again. But I've sort of I, I, you're gonna set me up for the next segment now. But like what are the things that you're trying to do to get through, aren't you? Like you're trying to give yourself little tasks that um for yourself. <laughs> yes, absolutely. To do, and that's to, to do during quarantine. That's uh, such a that's such a uh, well constructed segue there, Burley, because that does move us on you're beautifully. You're that, no, you're, you are welcome. This is why <laughs> this is why we get paid the big bucks. Um, so uh, this brings us on beautifully to our uh, second segment, which is uh, another returning segment from our classic version of Burley and Atit, and it is called Twinge Me Nethers. Yar, oh, Twinge Me Nethers. <laughs> Still got who it. Sound, who sounds more like an idiot? Me, definitely. <laughs> oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I may have come through slightly louder as well. So that's it's going to be worse. Um, so, uh, yeah, get ready for some future voice cracks, listeners. Uh, from both of us, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the man who hasn't hit puberty yet. <laughs> yes. Age 30 and counting. So, um, so this uh, Twinge Manethers is our segment from uh, the classic version of Burley and Atit, where we talk about something that is twinging our nethers, something that we're really excited about, whether it could be a video game, a film, TV show, book, an album, anything that's uh, you know exciting us and, and something we really want to talk about, particularly now with everything else that's going on and with everyone being so isolated, finding those things that get you through the day, as we've been covering, right? Uh, those things that help keep your brain engaged and excited and happy that's what we want to talk about and it's so so topical right now with uh, everyone stuck at home so um burley what has been twinging your nethers uh learning french i beg your pardon i'm joking obviously that's oh. not a real thing <laughs> because <laughs> i believed you I believed you. I, I believed you. I believed you sitting at home with Drew having a nap on your arm, going "Bonjour, je suis au foot." I've lured you into my uh, into my trap now. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not one of those psychopaths that's like I'm going to learn Italian while in in quarantine. And, yeah, I've, I've been learning know. Latin. Yeah, um, I thought I'd take that calligraphy. 
no, 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 no. I think you've got to do something like the things that you've got. You've got things that you were interested in before, you know, things that you're already a nerd about, you know, whether it's like pottery or whatever. Or modern but foreign languages. Yeah. But uh, unless you're really into all that sort of stuff. But then if you really wanted to learn French, you'd have done it, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. Uh, no, I uh, fallen in, into sort of things I was trying to do before, like simple stuff like. So I'm into my audio books at the minute. Like I have been for a little while. Okay, cool. And uh, you know how I've banged on about in the past. Maybe not on this platform before, but The Witcher Free right. on PlayStation yeah. is my favorite game of all time. Um, now, see, now we've have... talked about we've talked about The Witcher yeah. Three specifically, but you've never said that it's your favorite game of all time. That's yeah, a, I have. That's a have huge I not thing. said that? Have I not committed that to uh, a verbal communique before? No, never. Okay. That's really interesting, dude. Okay, so officially, The Witcher Three is my all-time favorite game. Oh, cool. Let's unpack uh, this. And I'm pretty sure that you know, had if I was in the predicament that we are now, without children, I would be playing The Witcher Three over and over again. Uh, right. I'm pretty sure there's a version of me in another universe, another fatter, obese version of me who doesn't have any friends, who's sat in his lounger chair <laughs> playing The Witcher Free for on the his, umpteenth time. On his twelfth playthrough, he's thinking quarantine or an excuse to play The Witcher without being judged. Um, so I got into the game before I got into like the books, if that makes sense. I get into it in a weird order. So I love the book, love the the the, the game. Then I was like, oh, I want to listen to the books, but I've had it on the back burner for a while. So I had numerous other books I wanted to listen to that I'd had on the back burner for even longer, like Game of Thrones. I'm one of those people that watch the show and then listen to the books. Uh, like, that's that's really interesting that, that you've kind of done it that way round with The Witcher, that it was the game that got you into the source game, material. Game got me in. Then then as as I finished the last of my Game of Thrones books, then the, 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 the series came out on Netflix. I was like, oh, I've got to give this. This looks really good. Got it. Then I watched the series in like a day, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I should have paced that out a little bit." What's great game? though, isn't it? The, the oh, series is fantastic. Oh my god, so good, so good. But then I thought, right, okay, game's brilliant, show's brilliant, but it's all based on the books. I've done it in the wrong order. I need to go to the books now. So I've started listening to the books. I'm on like the fourth book at the minute. It's 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 absolutely fantastic. It's brilliant. I'm loving the book. I've, I, I was listening to a couple of chapters earlier this morning. I was just neglecting my parenting. I just dumped Drew in front of Disney Plus and just listened to The Witcher <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Um, so I say it's all it's all doom. It's not all doom. You know, there is, you know, that was my bit that sort of like recharged me. And I was like, oh, OK, let's do this. And then went for a walk uh, or listened to some of the book on the walk, actually. So, which, or, so the audio book can't recommend getting those subscriptions that's what i used to do on all my uh my commuting is like listen to these books so witcher books get me through i want to get in i've fallen behind on my walking dead comics ah but okay I've had, so... I've had the next one I'm, i've i've got up to like book 12 i think i'm on like the top book i don't do it by comic i do like the you book. do the, the anthology like collection yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's like 10 comics in a book and i think i'm on the tw- i got to the 12th one i think i got book 12 and 13 and book 12 has been on my bedside table for an embarrassingly long period of time. And I haven't, I just don't know why I haven't read it up to now. I think it's probably going on two years that well, book's been on my bedside table. It's a comic book. It's not wow. even a book. But, but no, but it's it's something that you've always meant to get to. And that's yeah, the yeah. thing that because it's, of, do you think that's because of your rediscovering the witcher through the audiobooks suddenly that's opened you up a bit to revisiting other similar sort of formats like an audiobook or like a comic no, i've just i've just had it there for ages and just never really 
had the time or the energy to want to just even get okay. into a comic book because I'm lazy. You know, it's, it should come across a little bit because I don't really read books. I, I listen to I listen to books because it, it suits me better. Sure. Uh, because I'm like, it's more relaxing. You know, sit back, close your eyes and just listen to someone and else. Especially with the way that for- you the way that you consume that content as well, it seems to be more practical for you to do I it, just, like, you know, while you're walking or when you're on your I commute. digest it. Yeah, I digest it a lot easier. So I do a lot of traveling for work. It just, you know, jumping on off of trains and buses, it's just easy just to listen to it doing that. Rather, I'm not, I don't get the people that jump on a tube and then get out their, like, their novel and just start reading it. Yeah, like, agreed. I think that's like, really bizarre. So, especially it, if it's someone that they get that out and they're doing, like, two stops. Yeah, I don't understand I've that it. I at all. I see it all the time, and I'm like, you cannot have digested that in a uh look because i'm the sort of person that has to do things by chapters people take my german takes the piss out of me for this because i'm like i can't stop now i've got three minutes left of this and she's like can you not put no i've got to get to the end of the chapter then pause it and then i can start the next one fresh tomorrow that's like a kid's excuse with like uh, to their parents that they don't want to come off the video game. <laughs> like I don't, I've got, I've got, mum, I've got to finish this. I've got to finish this level. I so walk home. I get home from work and I'm like, Gemma, I'm just gonna sit on the perch myself on the end of the uh, uh, the sofa for, for eight minutes. I've got eight minutes left of this chapter. I just need to listen to it. And you know, she's like, oh, for God's sake, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll be a hundred percent in the room once I've finished this chapter. So it's just the way I digest information. I just like that's the way I like to do it. Um, so I do find like reading, I can, I do when I have read books, I just don't do it as much as I used to, but like, I have these comics, the Walking Dead comics, and uh, yeah, that's, that's I've got like two, I've probably got like a, a, like, a good few hours worth of uh, reading there that um, sh- I could, should be able to knock out in the morning, but I'm probably going to drag it out for uh, the, the remainder of this uh, lockdown along with numerous other things that I'm looking at, like just to embrace my nerdiness a bit more as well. Sure, yeah, right take now. that so time got, for you. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I bought a 3D-printed hand Solo blaster about two months ago. <laughs> and it's, what you know, and it's been in a box for ages. And then we were in lockdown now. So I'm like, okay, now I've got all my, like, my sandpaper and my stuff and I'm like sanding it down and brushing it up and getting it all ready and, and I'm going to paint it and do all that sort of stuff. So, nice, so I've got my hand solo blaster that I was going to sort I, So out. I didn't know that. You've kept that kind of, you've kept that kind yeah. of under wraps, literally under wraps. That's interesting. That's, that's, a that's my, that's because it's my nerdiness. It's just a little thing that I've had in the back there and I'm like, oh, I can do this. And I was out in the garden the other day, just sanding it down, you know, just getting it all prepped. Oh, lovely. That, I think I can draw that out for a little while as well. Um, and something I've been watching recently as well, because again, this Disney Plus has come out. So I'm dumping Drew in front of this a little bit, like watching. I mean, I've seen Toy Story more times than anyone needs to see it in a lifetime. You know, sure, like yeah, that. I can imagine. So, you know, they like to watch the same thing over and over and over and over again. But uh, I've like the Clone Wars, like all the Star Obviously, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and you know, all the Star Wars is on there. So. Hey man, never... so that I've never seen Clone Wars, and Did... seeing that it's been added onto Disney Plus, I now want to dive in. That's exactly where I'm going. So that's what I'm watching because I've seen all the films like to death, but I've never seen the Clone Wars. I've seen bits of it, I think, in like over yeah. the years. I've seen bits bit. on YouTube and stuff. I've never seen yeah. like full episodes. And I think I've somehow seen a few episodes before. I don't know how I've seen them, but I have. But um, I'm not on season. I'm about to start season three. I've like because they're only like twenty minutes a piece. Yeah, they're quick to burn, aren't they? Um, so have you done most... Have you done the Mandalorian yet? Do you know what? Saving that one. I'm saving it. Okay. 
because um, I have seen a couple of episodes at my in-laws over Christmas, and I was like, "This is amazing! I love it this." It is, dude, great. isn't it? it? It's such a, such Rogue One vibes, and I, that's oh, my, that's my favorite of the most recent films. It, so it looks it, yes, I watched that the other day as well. You know, Rogue One. I was like, I need yeah, to see man. that in my life. But uh, the Mandalorian, I'm just saving that. I'm thinking that's my going to be one of my maturer evening watches. You know, when all the everyone's at bed and I've got the TV to myself in like the evening. That's Mandalorian time. Clone Wars is an easy to watch kids show. That adult. <laughs> that let's be honest. I think probably more adults watch it. To be honest, don't they? Yeah, I think the era that it takes place in. Uh, certainly speaks more to that adult audience that would have watched it. Like when when the prequel trilogy was coming out, we were in our late teens, right? So um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was we, in secondary school. So. Yes, so we would have uh, seen that in when we were at school. So I kind of associate Clone Wars era with that part of my life. Yeah, hundred percent. Like coming, like, I I can imagine myself as like a twelve, thirteen year old boy coming home from school and banging the Clone Wars on as a bit of a yes, yeah. Now as a thirty odd year old male. Uh, male? Yeah, obviously my male. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you cleared that up for us. You know, just in case. Year old man, and he's you know coming like just. It's easy to watch when there's stuff going on around you. Do you know what yes. I mean? It's one of those, yeah. Like, oh, you know, there's. I've got a cheeky half hour here in the day to kill. I don't want to sit on my phone and look at crap. You know, I want to kind of get something fully digested in me, and a quick episode of Clone Wars is perfect. So if I if I get the whole don't be I need a wee wee it's like I don't it's fine you know I'm not I'm not bothered if I have to quickly pause it or whatever or let it run while I do that yeah and also it's quite easy to box off too because they're such short episodes yeah exactly because uh, boom done right that's that's sorted I'll just not I'll save some a little bit more for tomorrow or whatever so the Clone Wars I think is a really if you're a bit nerdy and I, 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 well, I saw it earlier and it's like six plus so it really is a kid's show <laughs> but, uh, yeah but I think it's so interesting that you've kind of you feel like you've embraced a bit more of your kind of geek side as a result of the lockdown you found yourself getting back into the Witcher the Walking Dead obviously your love of Star Wars and, and now with like physical items as well I think that's so interesting that you've found that part of yourself and maybe taken more time for yourself do you think as well yeah, I would say so definitely like yeah, you kind of have to for your own sanity. Because if I just, like, and I don't want to sound like I'm a selfish person, but you kind of, you have to take a little bit of, you're not going to survive quarantine, are you? If you're just going to focus on, I don't know, kid, if you're a parent and you've got a kid or kids and you just do it, sorting them out all day long, because they're infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, listen, man, I've got, so my two, my two are that bit older. So of course I'm, I'm so blessed that my two, uh, age nine and thirteen, are both super into video games. That that really helps in terms of. But they're also very creative kids. So they're the first to design a, a poster. They're they're great at like you know drawing pictures. I've got my office is just covered in their artwork. So in terms of keeping them engaged, there's actually a lot of things that they're into that keeps them excited. So they don't just sit down and make a, a poo stain on a piece of paper and then go, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm... So that's what that's... I get at the minute. Oh. Finished. I thought you were, I thought you were telling me about your artwork. Yeah. <laughs> um well, you, yeah. some 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 critiques have said that it looks like a poo stain, but uh I would not argue me. that it's not me, it, it, Well <laughs> Well my interpretation of Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo will be forever remembered. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I'm waiting for my copy, by the way. I I ordered yeah. that months ago. Oh, I'm just brewing up a good one for you. So it's a nice, fresh Mr. Hanky. There's a whole episode that's coming up with Burley and a Tea where we will be addressing how much you poo. <laughs> <laughs> that is I, for so anyone that, 
for anyone so listening, because I know that we're obviously we're going to send this into the PS4 chat, right? Like when this episode goes up, we're going to send this out to Rocco and Chits. Shout out to you guys. Um, this will be a topic, and uh, we will be getting questions from them because it needs to be addressed. Not right now, <laughs> but it needs to be addressed. The, <laughs> the quantity of <laughs> that you produce is. Well, I've got I've got to put up with a lot of. Shit. That's why. So I've got to get it out. All right. So it's comp- it's compensation for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so now with that such a beautiful segue, uh, I can tell you what's been twinging my nethers right yeah, now. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just hogging the airways. By oh my god, dude. Not, you know, I, I not at all. More. Do you know what? I had even more as well. <laughs> oh please, no. Let's no. You are not hogging the airways. This is our show. Please. What else is twinging yeah. your nethers? We'll get to my stuff. Twin- so just while I was waiting for you to call me on this for this call, yes, uh, took your time by the way. Thanks for that. Yeah, my uh, you go yeah. from you go from one being really selfless and saying I'm hogging <laughs> the airways to you didn't f-ing call me earlier. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> you made me wait. You always look how fast waiting. you turned. I oh, know, brutal. I, you know, <laughs> I was checking out. I was checking out the old eBay because I I'm looking at getting back into some of the retro, you know, the nostalgia, you know, uh, PlayStation. Could you get out of my brain? You talk about me having cameras in your house. Because, <laughs> uh, so we can, this is perfect because you'll be able to chime in on this now, Burley, because my. We can share, we can share, uh, we can, we can share uh, twinges. We can, sh- we can share a twinge right now because both of our nethers, yeah, both of our nethers are being twinged at the same time right now. Uh, because I absolutely, my big thing has been suddenly having this real urge to get back into retro games. Um, yep. I'm a huge Star Trek nerd. I love th- those shows and those video games so much. And a lot of them now have been delisted. They're not on things like Steam on PC. You can't, you know, they're out of print on consoles. What, what few console games are released, they just don't make them mm. anymore. Yeah. Um, and I found, I stumbled across a website called myabandonware.com. And it's a, a library of retro games from PC and old consoles that just aren't sold anywhere anymore. Yeah. Um, they wait, I think, for X amount of time to go by, so they're not infringing any copyright or anything. But it's it's a way of keeping these games alive. And I managed to install like uh, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. <gasps> oh, that was a great game, dude! Right? What an incredible oh, game! So did you? I remembered that when I was when what was what was that on PS2? So it was PC originally, and then it was ported to PS2. You're absolutely right. I had it on PS2, and how sick was, was that game? Right. And it, do you know what? Hiddengem.com, that. That Big is time. a great game. It had a great little story. It was Star Trek as a first-person shooter. You were like a SWAT team-style member, weren't you? That's like a, it. The yeah. Hazard team. And you had the full cast of Voyager on there as well. So all the all the actors from the show, they built all the sets in the game. You could explore the ship. Such a great video game. And uh, I played it again. There's, there was two of them. The Elite Force 2 came out on PC a number of years later. Uh, and both just amazing games. The second game, Patrick Stewart's in it as uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Really? He's, he's in the second game, yeah, with uh, and Tuvok from Voyager. He guests in that one as well. So I was playing that stuff and just loving it, loving the exploration and the first-person shooting stuff. I love those kind of games. Um, I also found uh, Star Trek Armada, which is sort of like a, a real-time strategy-style game, bit Command & Conquer style. Uh- but in space you know you build up your fleet and you can take on the klingons the romulans and the borg and all that it was great fun um and also uh star trek deep space nine the fallen it's a third person shooter game uh where you actually there's like three different story modes where you play as a different character in each one and when you play all three campaigns it tells the whole story such a cool idea for a game that you have like 
different characters taking on each part of the story and it builds all together so these must have come out like late 90s early noughties type thing early then. 2000s yeah were these pc ones because i wasn't a mass i wasn't pc back then really yeah i wasn't particularly i just for star trek stuff i like i always found a way because <laughs> it was like the one way i would get it um <laughs> plus i wasn't playstation till ps3 so i'd missed out on those first two consoles so it really the only way for me to get them would have been on on mm. pc um so yes it was basically like original call of duty like call of duty one the world war Two one on pc and those star trek the star trek games were just amazing um so i kind of i've been falling down a wormhole with those that Wait, actually why, why are they making more stuff like are there more up-to-date star trek games because they keep releasing all the series you'd think a decent game would come out of one of them wouldn't you? it's a really strange place for them to be in because you're right the while the movies have kind of hit pause for a bit the tv side of things there's discovery you've got picard going on there's new shows being made that we haven't even we don't even know about yet there's all kinds of stuff it's really popular again and yet there's not really well okay so there's one video game uh called star trek online it's like a massively multiplayer seen game. it seen it i actually played it very briefly a while back and yes I couldn't quite get into it burley <laughs> the fact that you said you played it briefly pretty much sums up how i feel about it <laughs> as well <laughs> it's not great it's not great it feels really mechanically really like ropey and it, doesn't it's it, i think it it places I, too much emphasis on authenticity and forgets the fun I it, think. yeah it had it had uh, what i what made me stop is that it, i went this has no soul <laughs> yeah man it just it didn't have the the flavor of something like and i, I will bring it up again because elite force was i think the gold standard uh, and actually i will give a shout out to another pc game from that era that i loved uh, called bridge commander where you literally were the captain in the chair and you ordered your crew around that was on pc it was an amazing game and again patrick stewart was in there he guest starred on it um it, it that felt like it had the soul of trek in it and yeah, yeah. online doesn't it feels a bit sterile and and it doesn't run well on consoles particularly i don't think you've got um, to get that you've got to get the soul that's just get that feel about. of it get yeah that, you know draws you in but yeah i played it probably over about two sessions uh, a few hours and i was like sometimes yeah i hope and i thought hopefully i've not given this in too soon but i'd have heard if it was a decent game elsewhere sure. and well, I've, I've given it I've seen no buzz. I've seen yeah, no buzz. Yeah, I've given it like probably three goes now over, over the time it's been out because it's constantly being updated and they keep getting like big Star Trek actors to appear in it. So I was kind of thinking, oh, cool. They're, they're continually adding content. It's all free. It's free to play, which obviously means the barrier of entry is really low. So I kept kind of checking in just to see how it was doing. And I, again, I would just, I'd always come up to this point where I go, I'm just not, in, I'm not having fun. There's too many barriers to fun right now that just don't, don't work for me. Um, I can't believe you brought up that Elite Force. Art. Dude, isn't it? Isn't it an incredible game? It's so. Because when, when I when yeah. I was thinking about my PS2, I was thinking right list of games that I want to go back to, and that was on there. Nice. And I'm dude. not. I'm not a big Star Trek like massive. I'm not a. I watch the shows, and I have watched a lot of the shows. I have recently finished Picard as well. Like that oh, was cool. um, that was great, uh, and I, I do like it. It's but Star Wars is my preference. But that game was, like, I, I don't even know how, why or when I got it. I must have just got it on a, off the cuff. And I just really got into it. Like, really, really got into it. And I just remember, have such fond memories. I kind of want to revisit those memories. Dude, that's make exactly, sure, make, make sure it's yeah. not terrible, right? Because that's the yeah. thing, you, you can look back at some things with rose-tinted glasses and think, oh, it was better It was better than I remember, but it actually, it's not. It hasn't aged well, right? It's, but, it, yeah, yeah. It's but Elite, I, I tell you, man, I promise you, Elite Force has a, it's, it still feels good. You That first mission when you're on the Borg cube, 
and you're yeah. fighting away, and, and it turns out it's the holodeck, it's a training simulation, like all that stuff, like just... Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old like... game. <laughs> well, I uh, kind of do, I, I remember it, but not in that much deep, like a huge amount of deep. I just remember it being good. I remember like it, uh, snippets of it, if that makes sense, and it all being really good. I was probably like, I'd like, say 11 or 12 or something when I played it. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those, you remember the graphics differently. And then when you play it, you like, think, oh, my God, I can see the pixels. Yeah, what was I you thinking? Know, you're like, back at the time, like, oh, my God, the graphics are amazing. Yeah, I, I actually, I distinctly <sighs> remember thinking at the time, like, oh, the animation's incredible. But then when you look at them, they've got, like, four characters turn on, like, four axis. Like, they can't, <laughs> there's no, like, smooth turning at so, all. Their lips aren't even moving. What's going on? No, there? I, know, I know, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I could have swore their lips moved. He's speaking. That, childish imagination as a child anything everything looked amazing didn't it when sure you were, like, yeah God, and you... when you look back at it now you think like oh my days that's horrendous yeah, i remember being like blown away by games like red faction looking at games like the destructibility thinking like oh that's and, that's incredible and, and, and once again you've hit a nerve there because again on my list is red faction oh red nice faction yeah and red faction too I, I am so determined just to, to put this out to the universe that there is going to be a new red faction game at some point on the next generation of consoles Please, just but give bring not, back Red not, Faction. Not the third person crack. I I couldn't handle that because the destruction in Gorilla was incredible, but the give me the give me go back to first person, go back to the roots of it, do a hardcore first person single player and multiplayer shooter with the, all the destruction. Uh, yeah, as an FPS, that's yeah. what I want. Bring yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know just, what? Just reboot it. Call it Red Faction. Don't even give it a subtitle. Just Red Faction, and yeah. off you go. I think yeah, that yeah, would yeah, yeah. that would blow up. I think that would again, be amazing. again. I remember playing the original Red Faction and thinking this is amazing. Yeah, and man. again, I have amazing memories of it. I think not long ago I was looking at YouTube videos just to remind myself if it was that good. And even for even though the it looks a bit, you know old school i just think i'm watching people playing i'm thinking i could definitely play that <laughs> uh, yeah dude i had the same feeling about time splitters as well oh, when, I... Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> when i when i when i look oh. at video of that game yes i know the graphics are a bit dated but i look at it and think oh man i would have a blast if i picked up my game uh, right I, I remember like uh i loved i love time splitters and a friend of mine had it and was really struggling with the game he was like oh, i want to get to the end and like unlock all the basic avatars for you know multiplayer and i was like i'm really good at time splitters i'll play it for you and I um, managed to complete the game in less than half an hour for him. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I went around there and I did like a speed run. And I must have been about 15 or something. And I was like, because back then, obviously, there was no online. So you had this, the game and you just played the game to death, didn't you? Of course, yeah. So just you made the single what, player. Yeah, or, or, you, or you were just in the multiplayer with bots, right? Like yeah, just doing yeah. round Not, after round. Multiplayer with bots, or you just play through the game just over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over again, like kids these days won't know, will they? But, uh, and it, you know, you could complete a game, a campaign, in like 25 minutes. I literally just went through it and went, I won't even bother. I just ran through and just all shot people to get through it because he just wanted to get to that bit to unlock certain things. I did it in 25 minutes, that game. But, that's how much I played it. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's but I mean, that's the thing. We've that's where it, this has been really twinging my nethers because the just this feel of this this wanting of retro gaming has really kind of got its hooks in me right now. Um, and part of it, you know, what it actually was. We've mentioned it briefly. Um, 
there's a remastered version of Command and Conquer coming out really soon mm. um, on PC, I think, and I I don't know whether it's confirmed for console yet, but definitely on PC, where they've like gone back to the original, like you know, they had like live action cutscenes, yeah. And re- they've gone back to like the negatives and remastered them. They just re rendered it all. Yeah, they? yeah, they've, they've kept they've kept the art style the same, but it's obviously crisper. Like it's obviously been been re- you know redone, not not suddenly with like incredible detail, but like it, so it still feels the same, but it's obviously clearer than like the pixel art that they used before. Yeah, yeah, they just like they've just freshened it up a just little. Just freshened bit, it up, know. and it's got multiplayer, and I I will. I will definitely be getting that just because I, I, it's it's exactly the kind of thing I'm longing for right now. Because the other thing, this is now the whole other end of the spectrum. Uh, there's uh, gaming for me, obviously, has been has, has really helped my sanity and helped with my ability to maintain my cool <laughs> in amongst all this madness. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, you got to have an outlet, haven't you? You got to blow. Yeah. Some stuff. you got to blow some stuff up and have some banter over the airways. Absolutely, yeah, man, and, ha- and just and just have a good time. And that's because now so much of what I do it for work, for my writing work at least, is so so around the video game industry. I initially found it quite difficult to draw a line between like, oh, this is something I'm playing for work. This is like a um, a review code I've been sent or access to a beta or something. And I was neglecting kind of it as a hobby, like stuff I just enjoy in my own spare time. So I've, I've through the last couple of weeks, I've been really trying to sort of clock off and say, no, I'm done with this work stuff right now. If I'm going to play something, it's going to be, you know, jumping on with you guys and doing some Warzone, you know, or, um, or just doing one of my single player games. And the game that's I've just I restarted it because I'd left it alone for so long and I've always been meaning to get back to it. Uh, I just completed Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Fantastic game. Just done that. And I was looking for my next big thing. I've gone back to it. Horizon Zero Dawn. An incredible Mm. game. Top five for me. Top five. Easy. Yeah. I I am. And I, I still to this day, I still can't wrap my brain around the fact that from the people that made Killzone. Now I love the Killzone series. I know it, but it's still, you know, regarded as a fairly simplistic first-person shooter. I, I mean, I think the gameplay was always really satisfying and the story was great, but it's not like revered on, say, the same level as a Halo or Call yeah, of Duty. I, right? Literally, literally was about to say the same thing. It's not on a Halo level, but sure, it, it, you know, it ticks the boxes. It's a good it ticks little, the boxes, it, and it, it's well liked. It's had a number of games. They had the Vita spin-off, the handheld version, which was really cool. Um, but then suddenly they go away for a few years and they come out with Horizon. It's just such a step up and such an incredibly polished and detailed game. I'm t- I'm totally hooked on it right now. It's, and- it's again, it's one of those games where the, the the story is that good. It's like a film, if that makes sense. When you play it, yeah. it's like playing a movie. Because I'm a massive movie fan as well. Like when you get a game that you like, love games, love movies. But you can kind of get a game that um, that honors like almost like being a film. Um, this is why I love The Witcher Three so much because it just felt like um, like if you like watching Lord of the Rings, for example, you know. But anyone that likes Lord of the Rings should really like The Witcher, for example, or play The right. Witcher. Because if, you, if you're one of those people that like, you could watch all the films that's like 20 odd hours or 30 odd hours of. Fi- Imagine that, but times like 10. <laughs> and, and you're in control, right? Like, that's yeah, always and the you thing can is... play the story at a pace that suits. Like, it's like 300 hours of gameplay. Like, but Zero Dawn's less than that. It's a bit scaled down, but it's a very rich story. Yeah. And that's what made me want to keep going back to it because it wasn't necessarily playing the game. It was like, I want to know 
what happens next. But whilst I do that, I'm going to do a little bit of this. You know? Yeah, I'm you can almost allow yourself to get distracted within it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it, the world's so so rich and you but want to explore it. All of those little side things sort of help flesh it out, if that makes sense. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like if you're into Star Wars, but like, there's so much lore behind the films, everything that doesn't make it into the films. But, you know, everyone reads about it, don't they? It's like that's what a side quest is. It just fleshes out the lore and the universe. So you can't when you're doing it, I'm fleshing it out. I'm making myself appreciate the story. And Zero Dawn was like incredible. I think I was able to play that when uh, Drew was little, so I could actually get the hours in, if that makes sense. Right, so right. You, you were able she to used commit. To, when she used to sleep for like nine hours a day, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's oh, something. Yeah. I, that's something I'm finding now is that I was really, I was really hungry for that sort of long form single player experience that also puts story first. Yeah. That's something I was really, really longing for because I kind of feel like right now, particularly I know that because you and I, you know, we'll we'll play a fair bit online. I've I've kind of feel like my competitive multiplayer side of things is kind of wrapped up. I'm I'm feeling good about that. You know, I've got. I've got Gears 5 on the go on Xbox right now. You and I are playing Apex Legends, which we love. Oh, yeah. Great, great game. By the way, if you the, my interview with Justine Huxley, you know, the uh, the woman that plays Watson yep. from Apex, oh, she yeah. is like just the nicest human. That was such a great chat. Um, was, was, was she lovely? She was lovely. I did say lovely a lot, didn't I? <laughs> I was so bad, right? I, it was like I had like a tick. I was, I was like, like, yeah, you're so lovely. Yeah, I, lovely, I lovely. And I, was like, I was like, is he in love with her or something? Is, I, is, 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 is your is kid listening to this? Because you were like, oh, oh, that's so lovely. Lovely, 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 I just, lovely. I just need new words, dude, right? I just need to like maybe plug a thesaurus into my butt. I think you need to read a dictionary, my yeah, friend. Yeah, man. Just, he, he's, he says with equally terribly... <laughs> terrible vocabulary <laughs> with, with your well. 14 words yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so that's that's it man it was it, it i've kind of got my multiplayer stuff kind of wrapped up and of course we're playing warzone as well which is great fun on call of duty i'm really i'm liking, uh, yeah, I, liking the high arrived, stakes i have arrived to the party late on that because uh i was too into apex and obviously everyone jumped on warzone because everyone's a cop player i've only just i've started playing it in the last five days um but it is a good easy it's probably one of the easiest and easy to pick up uh, battle royals i've ever played yeah because some uh, of them can have quite a high barrier of entry i think like something like a like a pub g i think is the top of that list where you have to really put in the time to get good at it and it's quite even like, even like a Fortnite as well like Fortnite yeah. Quite, yeah, yeah there's a lot of layers to that apex is quite a challenging game when you're balancing uh, all those abilities in the different squads that's quite a high barrier that's of entry serious as well. play, and there's it's a yeah. lot more tactics and and luck almost with it Sure, yeah, and that's but something with, as well that like I, I feel kind like of Warzone's very balanced. Like you can almost go in. Um, I've just I've had a few little games and stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm really good at this. Why am I this good? I should be rubbish. Right, right. <laughs> I've just picked this. Up. I was carrying the team on Friday when we were playing, and I'm like, normally I'm famous for being the one that's frowning around in the background. <laughs> yeah, being <laughs> being ragdolled by yeah. mortifying. Oh, Birdie's been down again. Oh, he's... <laughs> oh, that's unsurprising. But you know. I was... <laughs> It's just, a, it's just a, maybe because we've been playing Apex so much that it, you kind of go into a game like that and you're just it's quite, like... It's good training, you, isn't it? Apex yeah, is a, Yeah. It's, you're, it's, kind of, you're playing more tact and you're like, oh my God, like, I've tricked you up, mate. Yeah. And it's a good game. I, I can understand why everyone's playing it. It's, it's probably like it's broken records, isn't it? With like Yeah. It's something that I think... So across all those things, so Gears, Apex and... Um, and warzone i kind of felt like my multiplayer was my boxes were being ticked so to have something like horizon as my go-to feels really good because 
it's a big game, but it's not Witcher big. You know, it's not massive. I feel like I, I can I think accomplish it's, it. It's, a, it's like an like 80 hour, I think. Like, yeah. It's probably like an 80, 85 hour game. And I'm like you, man. I like to smell the roses. I like to go around and, and poke around and look for side quests and, and allow myself to go off on tangents. I, I, I don't need to beeline a game like that because it it's got so much detail. There's so yeah. much going on and so much... And potential to explore different characters and side side quests and offshoots of the story that just makes it so interesting. I yeah, I enjoy that one because I I I thoroughly got into it. And uh, when it ended, it's one of those games where when it ended, you're like, ah, oh. and then it lets you carry on free free roaming. And I was like, well, I've done it now. I don't really want to free roam now. I just kind of I put it down, and that was it. But I tell you, what, I got one more, one more that I think yeah. you're gonna. That this is definitely we're definitely going to touch tips on this one. Okay. We're definitely going to touch tips, and I'll give you a hint. Have you seen the game that is free on PlayStation this month? Oh, uh, is it is it Uncharted? Yeah. Nice, dude. Uncharted. So you bought me the original trilogy because again, got into it late. You bought me the trilogy get trilogy set a couple of years back. That's right. I binged the whole lot of it and was like, that was amazing. You know, we've never and, actually talked about this. And yeah, and I, and I never got the fourth one. I just sort of was like, I just got distracted by something shiny, as I always do. <laughs> and I always intended, I was like, I'm going to get the fourth one. I'll get the fourth one. And then obviously they've just released it for free, didn't they? Haven't they? Yeah, man. I, just, I clocked it yesterday and went, uh, perfecto. Yeah. I think it's a good time for it. And it's one of those games that you hear so much about it. Like It always comes up about oh, one of the best you know, series is, of man. games ever. Every, all this sort of stuff and making films about it now aren't they so i've downloaded the fourth one uh and i'm gonna get into that i love that game and it's it's everything that those first three games were but just amplified by all the experience they've had on the last of us um you can see the the jump in technology and the gameplay they uncharted 4 it, i cannot sing its praises enough it is a fantastic video game i it, yeah, no, I know you've banged on about it. Numerous other people I know have banged Big on time. about it. And it comes up on like, you know, when it, like, certain games just become so, so uh, put on a plinth, don't they? And, and uh, it's just all this lore about it. And this, this, oh, like, sure, the, yeah. I, I know all about the the chase scene that they say, oh, this is the best chase scene, better than any chase scene in any film is the in, in that game. Uh, and I know what it is. I've seen the, 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 oh, cool. the oh, gameplay. Cool, cool. I've so been really just... careful. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. So there's all these things, but I, I have seen like bit snippets of the game getting released. Like, and I'm like, I've, I've always like you with Game of Thrones, like dodge it. I don't want to get too much spoiled. Sure. I've obviously seen gameplay. So well, especially because you know that eventually you would have got to it. I think before, even before the oh, PS Plus giveaway, you eventually I, you would have got there. So. I knew I was going to play it at some yeah. point. It was one of those ones where I'm going to get to it um so it, i've got to it i've just got to find the time now so it's going to have to be one of those oh couple of hours in the evening it doesn't seem like a big a big a massive game it's probably something i could probably knock out in a fortnight it'd be like a 15 hour kind of thing i think it's not i think that's that's what i've got the impression it's like a 12 hour game like, i think yeah. you could some some people say you can squeeze a little bit more out of it if you know you go on a higher difficulty and you yeah, so poke around a bit more without spoiling it there is a sequence where you can kind of do stuff in in your chosen order so there's an area in the game that allows you a little bit more it kind of opens up a bit um and there's a lot of opportunity to smell the roses poke around and take your time uh there was also a spin-off game from uncharted 4 called the lost legacy that's the most recent uncharted game to come out um that stars chloe from the original trilogy um from the second and third games and that 
game is pro- it started out its life as DLC for Uncharted 4 and it got so big that they ended up making it as a standalone release um and that is again very much that kind of thing where they put you in an area you can approach this at your own pace and kind of go where you want so they they have definitely opened it up it's still got the sort of the the set piece moments and the linear levels but there's sequences where it really like relaxes the restrictions and opens up a bit so you you got a lot of game there to still get through it it be and i and i cannot recommend lost legacy enough if you now finally get into uncharted 4 once you box that off lost legacy is it's a great epilogue to that game dot, dot the i's and cross the t's big time absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah so yeah I'll, I'll 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 let you know on the download when the how how i get on with that maybe i'll drop that into the next uh into the next episode as well <laughs> yeah if it's been uh if it's been twinging in nethers it will make its way into the segment oh it'll, no doubt it will do speaking yeah. of segments god my segues are just incredible um speaking of segments <laughs> our final segment from our first episode of burley and Atit is a brand new segment called oh give it to me oh, oh. Give, Give it, it to, to me. me. Come on. <laughs> I forgot about the come on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let them know that it's it's practiced. <laughs> I, forgot. I forgot that you were doing the last bit of that jingle. <laughs> uh, so, oh, give it to me is something. And again, if we're opening this up from games, it can be gaming. It can be anything else really just in, in the creative world of entertainment. Uh, it's something that we want to see. It's something that we wish uh, for either something, perhaps a project that's coming up. It could be a, a new product or a film or whatever. Something that we really want to see. And the topic for our first ever, I'll give it to me, is the rapid approach of next-gen consoles. Sticking with gaming. And at the moment, both Xbox and PlayStation have said they are still on target to release the PS5 and Xbox Series X this Christmas. That is still the plan. They haven't dated the consoles yet, uh, but despite what's going on with COVID and the rest of the world, as of today, that is still on track. Right, so you, you you probably know more than me about it because I've been trying to keep keep up with this because there's a oh it's going to be delayed. It won't be delayed, but the cost is going to go up. Oh no, the cost might not go up. Uh, but there's going to be limited numbers. What what's that? Is it? Do you know anything about all these? Yeah. So it's a, a lot of the stuff you've said there is kind of that is the typical speculation and rumors that goes on, especially because there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. We just don't know what the scoop is. Um, as far as the company line is concerned, what we know from their official, uh, whether it's people appearing on podcasts or uh, press releases or whatever it may be, as of today, both consoles are on track to release at the end of the year, and there won't be a delay. Uh, they will be the price that they would have been priced at. So that side of it is kind of, uh, as of right now, is on track. Whether certain games get pushed beyond the console launches, so maybe the hardware will come out, but the games will get pushed, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> like, that that could still happen. That was like um, me with the PlayStation 2 when I got that. I was like, got the PlayStation 2, saved up for a whole year, and there's no games. No games. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. I mean, there, uh, my thing, I... I Right now, I can't see how Halo Infinite, which is the big one of the big Xbox Series X launch titles, I don't see how that comes out this year. Because that team, obviously, like all the other big development teams, are having to work remotely. I just can't understand how a game that big is going to hit its date. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, maybe they've got their infrastructure in place and the developers are used to this and they've already been 
sorting out their production pipeline so they can work from home and, it, and it's going to be fine. I just don't, I can't wrap my brain around that specific game launching in 2020, given everything that's going on. So, yeah. Is, is that what you were looking for? The new, the Halo? That was your... I think, so certainly for for Xbox Series X, um, I really, I'm really into Game Pass, which is their Netflix-style service where you as part of your Xbox Live Gold Ultimate subscription, you can pay X amount and you get access to a rotating library of games. It's like 200 games in this thing now. And all of the Xbox Game Studios, like first-party exclusive games, go into Game Pass on the day one they come out. So I, I, there's a lot of... They've got a massive team. They've been buying studios. There's, there's, there's rumours going around right now that Xbox are looking to buy Sega, <laughs> which is mental. So that, that there's a lot of that going on right now. So... For me, it was, yes, Halo's definitely a part of that, but it was more also what the rest of their studios are cooking up. And because I know I'm going to get all those games as part of my subscription, if they all came out in time for launch, I would have like a really amazing launch library on for Series X because all of their stuff is on Game Pass. It's all coming out day and date. So Halo is, though, a big part of that. I love that series. I have such an affinity for that series. As you know, we grew up playing those games, dude. We, you know, all the all the New Year's Eve Ethernet cable it, it, LAN parties it, and stuff. It is, uh, it is childhood. Halo. Yeah, really. it's, I, I, it's probably one of my biggest like introductions into gaming. I'd say was playing right, original yeah. Halo. Online but multiplayer had... was you know Halo Two playing online on Xbox Live. That and Call of Duty were the two biggest like I'd never seen anything like it. I think I think Halo Three was the only time I've ever gone to a midnight launch of a game. Wow. Wow. It was the it's the I it was the only time I wanted to do it. It's the only time I have done it today. I've never like obviously just not really interested. It's like I can wait till the morning. But with Halo Three, I was such in, such so into it. I was like midnight going. When yeah, man, it's it's why it. I've got I've got such an affinity for that series, and I think it's it's a tricky one to call because there's I think there's it's fifty fifty right now whether that thing is going to get pushed or not. So it's a it's a tricky place to be, and it's why next gen's kind of been on my brain, which is why I wanted this first edition of oh give it to me to be about the next gen consoles. So. Um, this is specifically one feature of the next generation of hardware that we really would like to see. Um, I want to kick it off. The thing I'm really looking for from next gen consoles is speed of usage, right? So it's, you know, I get so frustrated with the PS... Yeah, I get so frustrated with the PS4's install times. I yeah. I feel as like <clears throat> mine seems to be getting slower. Yeah, man. It it like I was uh, just earlier. I was trying to do a little bit of admin and just scrolling through the icons. It's like uh, like do you do the thing where I use mine as an entertainment system? More oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So I've got all of my like you know Disney, you know Amazon, YouTube, you know uh, Now TV, and then I try and scroll and you just tap the thing. And then you push X, and it's actually four tabs behind, and you push the wrong thing, and you're like, "Oh my god, I've yeah, got into Amazon instead of Netflix." And then you try to exit, but then because it took so long to load, and you get impatient coming out, you stall it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you're yeah, like, you, you press too many buttons. Yeah, you push <laughs> right. circle to go back, and it's just like oh, it has a little yeah. like 
like, you know. And <laughs> Your PS4 like, has been formatted. It's like, oh, it does not compute. And you're like, oh, my God. And then and then something that should only take a few seconds takes forever because you've got to go in, out, in, out, in, out, sideways. And then you do it again, and then you overshoot. And then you're like, oh, because you're yeah. trying to do things too quickly. But then what you end up doing is having to go, like, tap, tap, tap. And you're like, this shouldn't be happening with a PS4. Yeah, I... I I find it's not, and to be clear on this, I'm not talking about like the server speeds because I, I agree with you. It's it's the menu navigation and the time it takes once you've downloaded a patch to then install it. Yeah, it's that stuff because I know that right now Sony have put a limit on their servers, like Microsoft have, because of the internet usage around the world. So yeah. I'm not I'm not I've got like a ridiculous internet speed in my house, so I'm I'm not really feeling that. It's all all good. It's the fact that when I'm navigating the console or I like. The thing that really bugs me, because something like Call of Duty Warzone, right, is a really demanding game on the hardware. If I want to save a clip and I hit that share button, you have to wait for it to load the square, like for the square button prompt to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes so long. And meanwhile, I'm just sitting there like Johnny Norbit getting sniped (laughs) because my PlayStation menu is like running with a hamster wheel. It just can't keep up. That I find so frustrating, and that, and that part of that is the multitasking aspect yeah. of it, where the the hardware just can't handle a, a massive battle royale, hundred and fifty player multiplayer, and the clip saving and menu navigation at the it, same time. It seems weird, yeah. Like they say, the game my gameplay is not affected. Like even with, um, you know, I'm probably running on like one tenth of your internet speed, but <laughs> but you know, the gameplay. Once you're in a game and you're playing a game, All good, right? Being, fine no problems i'll never get booted or have glit or or jitters or anything like that it's the menus when you're in the menus you're not even trying to really dump put any demand on the console and it is getting a bit clunky and you can see as well with like so many games now being like 60 70 sometimes 100 gigabyte installs well, it's having to read yeah. all that data off of a non-solid state hard drive and i yeah, just think that's so yeah. which we know obviously we know that the platforms are going to have ssds in them but i think it's just it's the smoothness of the user interface and navigating menus and getting into the store when we know it's not our internet we know it's just the hardware just creaking and not able to keep uh, up and like you say it's, it's this huge it, all these games take up so much memory like I, I, I was messaging you the other day and you've kindly recommended an external hard drive for me right yeah and I've had to. I've had this PlayStation for a few years, but now I've had to just go. I need to get an external. I've got. I've only got like a couple of games on the go, but it couldn't. I couldn't update uh, Warzone or anything like that. I got so sick of uninstalling stuff. Yeah, I was uninstall, uninstall, and I'm like, do you know what? I want. I don't want to keep uninstalling things. I need to have some stuff for access. So I had to spend forty quid on a on an external hard drive. I'd much rather have spent that forty quid. And put that towards when the PS5 comes out. Ten percent, maybe, of the value of uh, the new thing. But I've got to keep breathing life into this console for another, you know, what six months. Still want to play it. You know, I'm not going to go. No, I'm not going to not play. So I felt a bit. I did that a bit begrudgingly uh, and a bit out of frustration, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. It sort of put a little bit of a taint on the whole uh, console thing, and I was like, oh, but I mean, you know, I've got to do it. Um, yeah, just it feels like that. It feels like another barrier of entry, right? When games are getting so much more sophisticated and the file sizes are ballooning, having to manage hard drive space and also navigate a choppy, slow user interface just feels like too many, one too many stumbling blocks but, to get but, to the fun. But equally, you look at this; it's, it, it makes sense because they're trying to encourage people to make the jump. 
to the new <laughs> yeah people people were just like i'm ready because the thing is a year ago i wasn't ready for next gen i had such a backlog of games to play i was really happy with the hardware and since coming into 2020 i'm now really looking forward to xbox series x and whatever the ps5 is going to be I, i'm now ready for that hardware so that's that's my oh give it to me that's my one for next gen what about you burley now what i really want to be given good old time is what I need. <laughs> and what I and I think we've touched on this before in older episodes where and is 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 it really what I want sim, simple headline here is I really want a really good open world Star Wars game. Yes, please. You know, like there was the one they were going to do a number of years back of so obviously Dude, I've got it for you. 1313. Yeah, so I'd, it, get out of my flipping head, mate, because I've written it in my notes, Star Wars game, 1313. <laughs> I put a question mark over it because I'm thinking... That's the I one. Remember, have I remembered... Because that... they, released, they released some screenshots from it recently. Did you, like, do you oh, remember seeing the trailer? The one where it's like the, it's like a bounty hunter guy, he's on a ship and it's falling yeah. and you're like shooting out windows and it's sucking people out into space. It was meant to be, apparently, it was meant to be a Bob effect. They were saying it was going to be a Bob effect. That's game. right, yeah. yeah I yeah. kind of, I kind of released... feel like 1313 was like what the Mandalorian is now. Yeah, they, they, they released screenshots and it, of it recently on the internet, like, oh, this is what the game was going to be. And I was like, that looks incredible. Yeah. Man. Why the hell was that scrapped? It sounded like it was really far in that they could have really set a standard. And it was EA, wasn't it, that binned it? Uh. So no, so soulless, no, so no, soulless corporation. Okay, that so they did care about money. They yeah, <laughs> so they did bin a Star Wars game, but it's not thirteen thirteen. Thirteen thirteen was being made by LucasArts, who did all of like the classic Star Wars games, like Rogue Squadron, like that era of gaming, right? Mm. Which amazing stuff. LucasArts got shut down, and then EA bought the license, and what they were going to make. It wasn't 1313, there was a second game, an open world game, sort of a bit like a kind of bounty hunter, you were playing as Han Solo. It was basically going to be Uncharted, but in Star Wars, right? right? And it was unnamed, it was never, the project was never officially announced, but, but they did say they were working on it. And they'd even hired the lead writer from Uncharted, Amy Hennig, to run, to direct this game. And it just sounded amazing. It just sounded like it was going to be like a hand solo simulator, uh, but with the kind of uncharted style set pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sounded brilliant. And it was being made by Visceral Games, which was an EA owned studio. They made Battlefield Hardline, one of my favorite Battlefield games, the Cops yeah. and Robbers one. Yeah, amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlefield. It's all, it's all sounding good so far. They it? also. Good little combos. Yeah, little man. Recipe. They also made Dead Space. And I oh. love Dead Space so much. All never, three of those never, games. Never played it, but I know it's a very good franchise. That uh, is a game that you and I are going to co-op together one day because Dead Space 3 was co-op. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, they, they were a brilliant studio and they got shut down. And therefore that game was cancelled. Such a waste. So we lost both 1313, which I think would have been incredible in its own right. And then, of course, this unnamed open world Star Wars game also got binned off. And what we got in its place was Battlefront 2, which has been kind of a hot mess for its first six months. And then now apparently is in a pretty good state, but is not even close to what you're looking for. There. No, 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 no. Like, I, I got Battlefield 2 when it came out and it like, visually uh, looks great. Sounds great. Sounds silly, doesn't it? But like, it sounds really like it, it's slick, but it's just a bit like, eh, it's just, 
just a bit naff, wouldn't it? Like it's just not that fun. It's just not like as a Star Wars fan, you like to you want to get into the into the lore, into the you know the the, the universe, and really soak up like the the backstories and all the gap, all all of the uh the history and all and the characters and see something different right and see, see it from different. a different yes. exactly see it from a different perspective because yes. obviously if you've watched all of the, the 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 films played a lot of the games you've seen it all through different eyes and you just any any opportunity to see it all from a different perspective yes a hundred times yes because what typically happens these days is even with the films they're a little bit although they're good and good fun they're a little bit like oh, it could have been so much better especially when you read about what they could have done or were looking at, at doing, why didn't they do that? That would have been so much better. But they went with a quick and easy option um, to just just get it done, get it out there. Oh, they're they're going to come and see it if we do that or not. But it's like, but you could have done it, but done it better. When you see the stuff, like especially with the gaming stuff, like when you see what they could have made, that just oh, it just it makes me so angry because I'm just like, this is such a wasted opportunity. And also in the specific case of visceral games such a great development studio they're really talented you know what they did with battlefield what they did with dead space they were awesome and for them to be binned off i just think is such a tremendous waste it's that is the classic creative differences isn't it where brilliant projects full and then but then no one seems to have uh creative differences when they're releasing some straight dvd bollocks film that is like (laughs) I'm trying to think of some uh, an example of a film. Anything like, by just... Yui Bowl. Anything by him where he does like video game adaptions. Yeah, right? I, yeah. Some films you just think, how did that get made? How did like, someone budget that? Someone made that, but instead of making these five crap films that everyone that you know make one epic film that will just be great and everyone will just agree that it's brilliant. But it is—it's a money thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. well, if, you know, we'll we'll spend a hundred million and make two billion, or we can spend two hundred million and make two billion. So it's like, well, we'll just not spend the extra money, which I get. But you just think, oh, it could have been. But why not make something that's going to be amazing? And this is, like I said, these open world games. Um, there's there's clearly a demand for it. Like people want it. Yes, um, and you, you want creativity to lead the charge on that, right? Like you really want that to be the thing that sells you on a star wars game so so with that in mind then burley uh pitch me your star wars game okay oh that's a, that's a really good uh, what i want i, I really yeah, want man. i really want scale so i want it to be like an open world like you can like you're like, probably being a you don't want to be a jedi i don't i think the whole lightsaber slashy slashy gameplay has been done quite a lot and i feel like you probably want to have a third person like mass effect meets the witcher meets no man's sky meets uh, burley where do i pre-order i i do you know what i mean like that's what you want but with but maybe you but you make it over a trilogy so that you can keep the story going do, do, do you know what i mean like and it's custom you can kind of do maybe you customize your bounty hunter uh, male, female, you know, all this sort of backstory. Yeah, I like the idea that you're, like, not, you're not special. You're just a yeah. bounty hunter trying to survive in a corner of the Star Wars universe. But, but maybe it follows like a really cool little story, you know, but yeah. it's not set anywhere near the current films. Maybe it's set like a few hundred years before and, it, you know, you're involved in some sort of like, you get hired into some sort of this conspiracy and you're betrayed and you go on vengeance and then you pick up 
um, characters along the way to help you. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, very like, Mass Effect. Much, I mean, we, very we, Mass Effect. Yeah. You know how much you know. We both have like a massive love Again, for that series. So second favorite thing of all time. Right, the right. Witcher. It then goes Mass Effect, sort of like two, probably number as as a two slot. But you have that sort, but scale it up even more. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you try, you've got a bit more free reign, do things in a certain order, you know, do your various upgrades, um, pick your dialogue, influence your story a little bit. So it's got like, it's got a path, but you can kind of go down multiple, there's all sorts of spin offs and different alternatives. So not every game might be the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, big time. Um, I mean, that, so that, when you reference No Man's Sky in your crossovers, that immediately made me think of being able to like pick a planet or a moon and set up like a little base yeah you know, a, bit, a bit of base building as well yeah. so like you know almost you... a bit like red dead redemption did with their camps you know red dead redemption yeah man yeah, yeah. but it's a bit but bit, maybe a little bit more flexibility in it i don't know how you you would do. it doesn't matter this is what i want it doesn't matter about it's yeah you're not you're not the how guy right now it's you're just never, the ideas it's just never gonna happen anyway so yeah you know you go to this you build your base upgrade it get a ship you know you could fly a ship and do a little bit of actual pilot in and maybe do some dog fights you know so you're actually doing like ship action and on the ground and then maybe play as one of your other characters you know play their little storyline into yours if that makes sense something that's just really epic and then do it over three games so it's like 500 hours of gameplay maybe it's co-op co-op it yeah co-op it the shit out of it as well so you can set up a little band of your friends you can all be bounty hunters together and you all play the story See, with different that, characters now, now you've really oh. got me dude because that to be able to jump into your game and help you out with a quest and then i go back to my game but i've my progression comes with me yeah. so like if i've gone into your world and done a particular like main story mission i can come back to mine and that's been boxed off already so i don't have to do it twice you know i've done it with you i've had that adventure with you and then i carry on in my own world that would be yeah. oh, that would just be the like coolest crossover thing. Crossover it all, or even if you come in and play as one of the the uh, non-playable characters, so you're that character, and like you just play it with them. There's an option to do that as well. So maybe you don't. You oh, know, like an like an assist mode. Yeah, like an assist mode. So you book so yeah. in, so you're not influencing the other person's story. So you're you're now just occupying another person, another avatar. And you just play with the other your mate, and you just play together. And then you I like both out. versions of that, dude. That there could be like a guesting thing version yeah. of that. Because oh. if you're if you're already invested in your own single player story, you don't mind then jumping into a mate and just helping him out for half an hour. Yeah, just so then it just it's just like a gun. Like there, there could be like missions or quests and whatever that are just like run and gun type stuff. So it's just a bit of fun. So but okay, then... so there, there's a game, uh, Far Cry, the Far Cry series, the fifth game had a co-op feature where you could jump into, exactly as we've just described, you could jump into a friend's game and help them out in their quests. But when you go back to your main game, you haven't then progressed in the story, right? The problem with that, though, is Far Cry, for me, Far Cry 5 wasn't an enjoyable enough single-player game to make me want to then go back to my game and play through those missions again by myself. I wanted my progression to continue. Whereas what you've described is that it's it's a... intriguing enough mass effect style ambitious single player game in its own right so when you do jump into a friend's game and you complete those stories you can do that or go back and just because it's so exciting and interesting you want to play it for yourself as well or or maybe your friend's playing a different path to you so like there's different options so they're having different options available to them like mass effect kind of did that where you know there's different characters or maybe you killed someone off earlier in the game and then it influenced the the story so you kind of certain things don't happen 
so you could be playing it in different styles and different ways and playing in a, like, all things in a different order. But, you know, you just got that option just to sort of, oh, I'm, I'm really struggling with this mission. Can my, um, you know, the NPCs play, but they're not really getting me through it. It would help me if my buddies, if you joined in, we could actually strategically do it. And then it just kind of encourages that, I'll jump into your story and help you out and then vice versa and stuff like that. And just, I don't know, I just think that would be really cool. Same. I think that's fantastic. I, I think mean... that would be epic. Like, just drag it out over a trilogy over 10 years. Imagine playing it over 10. Like, you'd be so invested, wouldn't you? Like Especially if you could transfer your character, like Mass Effect style, yeah. you know, you, and, and he evolves, he or she evolves over time as you're playing, you know. Cause it, it's, so it, you, it stays the same. Like, 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 like well, the thing with Mass Effect is that it would almost, it would take things over, but then like, you'd almost reset and like, oh, I've got my bog standard armor again. Like, what was all that work for in the last game? Um, I get why you do it. It's fine. But this one, it would, literally everything would stay the same. So like all your things, all your, it's almost just taking that progression exactly the same. So you've got like, if you finish the game with a certain armor, for example, and, all these things and your level, let's say you're a level 80 when you finish it, when you start the next game, you're still level 80. It's literally exactly the same thing. You're just carrying it through. The graphics might improve slightly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, what you've, what you've described as a trilogy there would likely go over a couple of console generations as well. So you would, you would, there would be a jump in hardware as well at some point yeah. in that in that sequence. Gonna, it'll just get better. Maybe they just adapt the gameplay a little bit as you go on, so they add a few extra little features that you wouldn't have had before, which makes it feel like you're expanding on it a bit more. But just imagine if you played a game, a story over. Let's say you just released the trilogy over like six, seven, eight years or something. Imagine that at the end when you finally finish it and you just complete it, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Well, dude, that is Mass Effect, right? You just yeah. that is it's what they did with Mass Effect of those first because I don't include Andromeda, those first three games, oh, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, um, and uh, but placed in the Star Wars universe. Yes, please. I would literally become unemployed to play it. Like, <laughs> I I just think that would be incredible. <laughs> you know, if they want to justify them making the money, like you get all the deal. Like maybe there are some like, online stuff where there's the, the controversial loot boxes or skins or extra things you could buy. In no, the game. this is our this is our perfect game. So we need to yeah. that stuff goes in the bin. We don't no, do any no, of that no, stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Like if if you wanted to put it into the real world, you can choose to ignore that shit because it's all visual shit. But you know, there's always some mug that wants to pay eighty quid to make their character pink or something <laughs> yeah i suppose yeah. I, i'd want to like i'd been off the loot boxes and i just have it as cosmetic dlc if i just see, yeah, a, I mean, yeah, see yeah, an yeah. outfit that you like and you pay yeah. a couple of quid so and then i've got i'll, a cool I'll rephrase costume. it so yeah there's things like oh yeah here's a skin for your character like and yeah. it's your, your character or your ship or whatever or here's a new blaster variant i don't know you so. could do like the battle pass thing right like apex does where you yeah. just have, you know, you're just unlocking stuff as you level up. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I so think... if, you, if you wanted to, you could do that. If you want to flesh your game out a bit, but you don't, it doesn't affect the core game, like right? So you can just play the game and it would still be brilliant. But like, if you wanted to make yourself a little bit more stand out, a little bit more, you know, then you do maybe somewhat extra people might want to spend that extra few quid or something. Like sometimes, if you're really into a game, you will kind of want to do that. You might want to spend a few extra quid, especially if you're going to sink the hours in. And you're going to be looking at your character a lot. Sometimes you might think, all oh, the stuff in the game is a bit bog standard. I want to jazz it up a little bit and download this skin or whatever. You know, or there's a, there's a tool that you can buy which allows you to customize things in a certain way so you can get, make things a bit more unique. That would be quite cool. But 
like ultimately you can go i'm not bothered about that i've spent the 50 quid on the game i'm just gonna stick to that yeah i'm gonna I, enjoy it from on my own terms sort of thing yeah yeah and maybe they like say like in between games they 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 release dlcs with extra missions do you know what i mean like 15 like what they did with um the witcher you know with their with their dlcs they're basically yeah. they're basically whole games the star wars universe is really built for dlc expansions isn't it like that idea of like adding a planet yeah. or you know you're suddenly going to a different part or a different timeline oh, you know, it's, it's it so ripe for that you know you get all these extra things that flesh the story out maybe they influence to get the, the main the main main story or not but you can buy 15 quid and you go to tatooine or whatever and you can then go around do various missions there and then you've got another place to go to going back. You can go back to or something, you know. And Burley, this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to become successful enough, both of us, in our separate lives. We're going to become so financially absurd that we're <laughs> going to start our own indie studio. We're going to t- rip the license from Electronic Arts. And we're going to create this game for ourselves. <laughs> and we will be loved by many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely your brother, dude. Jason would be all over this game. I just think this 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 game would just be so good. And maybe maybe down the line something like this will will become a reality. Let, let's be honest. It's you know I think something like this, the the current like FPS. There's a lot of FPS stuff out there. That's what I mean. Like the someone's got to be looking at Mass Effect and Bioware, seeing what happened with Andromeda and that it's on pause. And someone must be thinking, oh, we have the EA's Star Wars license, hmm, and actually decide to make something of it like that. Just a Star Wars Mass Effect game. Because we can't be the only one. Someone's there's got to be someone in I think like in one of these companies here, aren't they? That's probably pitched this already. And there's got to be a, a portfolio sit somewhere, much like what I've said existing in a in a studio where they're like they could do that. Anyone that might listen to this or whatever would be like, yeah, that's exactly that is exactly it. That's exactly why isn't this a reality? Uh, it seems so simple, doesn't it? Like yeah, these sort of things have been done individually in other areas. Just bring it all together and do it i just think i think it would be the best game trilogy ever if they got it right and such a great use of that license as well it's perfect it's such a huge amount to draw upon huge and what do they do they just make a crappy little fps with it don't they well do you remember do you remember there was an e3 uh i think it may it was either last year or the year before it's not Star Wars, but it's another franchise that's very dear to you and I. Uh, we've 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 talked about it already. Uh, Command and Conquer, right? Yeah. They started playing the theme music, and two of the developers came out, and we were and I was like, "Holy, shit, we're about to get like Red Alert on consoles or something, or like there was going to be something." And they were like, "We're proud to announce Command and Conquer for mobile phones." Oh. And I was so livid. I was so I like my whole existence who, was disappointed who cares who one of the cares? worst things and then of course now fast forward nearly two years and you've got command and conquer remastered about to drop <gasps> and i'm so happy that they finally course corrected that because what? i i don't want to play a touchscreen mobile phone command and conquer that new 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 segment at some point is 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 bashing bashing mobile phone games because <laughs> yeah why they're the same right, game. Right, Burley, that's it. That's it's the okay, same guys. Five so games. On ep- episode two of Burley and a T, we're going to add a segment after I'll oh, give it to me, and it's just called Why? Why? <laughs> off. Sorry. <laughs> beep, beep that. You can beep it. But. That's the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
sometimes I think mobile games have a potential to actually have, you know, something could be quite interesting. But oh my days, if it's a, a method of mining money, like oh, and I, I, I won't distract. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that pent up anger for episode two ladies Why? and gentlemen you have just Why? had your uh, a small 30 second promo of one of our new segments for episode two because that is a wrap on episode one of burly bears and a teat. teat thank you so much for tuning in burly it has been an absolute delight talking to you this has been this yeah this has been everything i could have wanted from a return to our podcasting days so um thank you so much for taking up your time uh, and sharing everything with me it's been such a lovely back and forth so so I've, very much I've, appreciate it i've enjoyed it much Lee. thank you for having me please, um please invite me back next week are you <laughs> yeah burly and a tea but without you um <laughs> so, so uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, I'm JT. This is Adam Burley. We are Burley and Atit. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Well, we won't see you, but we'll talk <laughs> oh, and you'll oh, we, we will. <laughs> Cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut it right there. <laughs> <laughs>